The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Emily Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the What Fulfills You podcast. My name is Emily Elizabeth. I'm your host. And for today's guest, it is someone that I absolutely adore. She is such great energy. And for those of you who are based here in New York, a lot of you guys may have heard of her or her brand, Hot and Social, as well as Camp Social. A little bit more about Liv. She is the co-founder of Brand Caffeine and Brand Caffeine is a marketing agency that has worked with brands like Spanx, Activewear, Teen Vogue, and more. And she currently works with various clients, including top brokers of NYC, business owners, startup brands, and established companies. On the other hand, she is the founder of Hot and Social, as mentioned earlier, and it is essentially an event company for men and women in their 20s and late 30s looking to meet cool, kind, smart friends in their city. Some of these events include rooftop gatherings, pickleball tournaments, yoga, retreats, and more. 99% arrive solo, 100% leave as friends. Liv is also an on-air stylist and influencer to over 150,000 followers on Instagram and TikTok with mentions in InStyle, Brides.com, Forbes, New York Times, and a lot more. So for today's episode, I actually had some of you guys submit questions that you were curious about. And of course, we dove into them from her career journey, getting started as an influencer, diving into the entrepreneur space, how she created Hot and Social, what the initial obstacles were, as well as just her personal life take. I know a lot of you guys love to ask her about dating, relationship tips, how to approach a guy if you're interested. And I actually do want to preface We ended up touching on a more delicate topic and something that we agreed that we could talk about, which is around the conflict with Israel and Palestine. And I want to preface in this intro that this conversation was intended to be a very open dialogue conversation. And she has been and still is pretty open and vocal about the conflict, her opinion, the situation, and especially her being Jewish. And I found it relevant to have this conversation on the podcast just because 
Um, as I alluded to on this episode, I have quite a lot of friends that are Jewish. I also have a lot of empathy and understanding for the whole conflict as a whole. But most importantly, I recognize that not having any specific ties to the situation leaves me and many of us as listeners in a position of not knowing and not understanding and something that I mentioned on this conversation is that I think it's important for us in order to bridge the gap in our communities and our societies we must be open to seeking to understand versus to seek to be right or seek to believe that we have all the answers and so I hope you guys can take that delicate part of the episode with a grain of salt and can understand that this is all for a good open dialogue and conversation and overall really enjoyed all the topics Liv and I discussed on this episode. So with that being said, let's welcome Liv Schreiber to the podcast. Liv, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm so excited to talk about all things. I feel like we just have to start off with Hot and Social and Camp Social and everything you've created with that. And of course, we'll kind of work our way back backwards with how you got into your career and in the entrepreneur space. But can you dive into Hot and Social and what it is and like the impact it has made for a lot of women, especially in the New York city world. Yes. Thank you for having me, yeah. by the way. This is so exciting. Um, I started Hot and Social. It's a community where 99% arrive solo and 100% leave as friends because I wanted to make new friends. Mm-hmm. I was like 25, 26 in the city and I have college friends. I have high school friends. I know people in the New York City scene, but I just got bored and I wanted to meet new people, but I had no clue how to do that. So I figured, and I don't even drink, which a lot of people don't know. Like ever? Like ever. Have you ever drank? Yes. Okay. okay. Oh, (laughs) I went to Wisconsin. Okay. Okay. Well, yes. And I saw you posted about like darty parties at one point. And I was like, okay, so I like that you have a college background or like understand, were you in a sorority at one point? Okay. So I mean, same. So I was out in California, but I just think sometimes that plays a role into like, like when you get it, you get it. But. You got it. I mean, I, I got kicked out of my sorority, but that's a story for another day. Um, I was social chair, so like I okay, I get it. Oh, um, but I drinking just didn't make me f- the best version of myself. And mm-hmm. I nothing happened. I just personally felt like my energy levels are like this. And then when I drink, I fall asleep. Okay. And I was just like, I don't want to do this. I want to be excited yeah. and go out and have yeah. fun. So um, that's my reasoning for not drinking. And also, I just love Sunday mornings and mm-hmm. getting up and it's a vibe. Yeah. Um, but uh, I started hot and social. Everyone comes solo and leaves his friends. That's the only requirement. Okay. It's for guys and girls, um, mainly in their 20s to late 30s. And everyone is just the best energy. And they you come solo and within two seconds, you can turn to anyone and say, hi, mm-hmm. you can meet a new friend. And it just makes life so much easier. Mm-hmm. When you were navigating your own friendships and kind of like that classic, you're in your mid-20s as a girl, a few years out of college, you know, sometimes you're still friends with college friends, sometimes you're not. How did you navigate that lull process of figuring out the type of women, especially, you wanted in your life and especially when it comes to finding ones that were also 
you know, more healthy. And, and I actually share this because I think I had a listener who submitted and wanted to really dive into like, okay, I feel like I'm in my mid 20s. Sometimes I still have toxic friends. I have uh, college cliques that I'm still unhealthily attached to. Mm-hmm. Like, did you ever have to overcome that or things that you observed that were helpful in like transitioning out of that? You are so good at interviewing. <laughs> High <laughs> five. You. Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, I think every girl has issues with friendship at some point in her life. And if mm-hmm. you say you haven't, something's <laughs> up. I don't know. Because friendship issues and and overcoming any sort of difficulty in a relationship is all about being human. So mm-hmm. stop beating yourself up, number one. Yeah. And number two, I would say, yeah, I mean, I think it's normal that as we grow, we grow as humans, our communities and the people we surround ourselves should also be meeting us at the level we're at. Mm -hmm. So that's not to say you ditch all your old friends and you say, peace, I'm going (laughs) through a a mob wife era, so I'm just going to hang out (laughs) with girls who dress like mob wives. But what I mean by that is I see people as little gemstones and Mm -hmm. you have the decision to pick them up along the way. And if you guys don't vibe, then what I recommend is just slowly distancing yourself. We don't Mm -hmm. have time for drama. We all work. Um, So just distance yourself and spend more time and make the first move to invite girls to do things with you who you love. Right. How about overcoming that loneliness period though, right? Because I think When I think of the root reason as to why people don't step away from those unhealthy relationships, it's usually the fear of, well, I'm lonely or I don't want to feel like I have no friends, Mm -hmm. right? But I don't know if you've ever personally gone through this or maybe observed like a close friend Mm -hmm. having to navigate that. But what would you say are ways to shift out of that fear? Great question. So number one, come to Hot and Social or Camp Social (laughs) because we do meetups monthly. Yeah, We have like a free coffee meetup on the first Friday of every month. And Mm -hmm. we have 400 people that come in the morning for free coffee on me. So like there are so many places to meet new people in New York and that's really exciting. Mm -hmm. But if you're not in New York or you're missing a meetup, what I recommend is building a family or a community wherever you go. Mm -hmm. So what I mean by that is Go to a consistent workout every Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. Um, go to a coffee shop every Wednesday, Thursday. Mm-hmm. And start to build your home wherever you go. Even yeah. if you move, I give this advice. Mm-hmm. Because you start to become acquainted and feel like you belong. Mm-hmm. And that's a really great way to attract other people yeah. who love the same things you do. How do you see people at Hot and Social I'm sure that must be fun for you too, as the creator of that, mm-hmm. watching and observing people make new <sighs> friendships, right? And of course, people are going to click for different reasons, yeah. right? In observing all of it, what do you think people are actually deeply connecting on and like, and, and how these friendships stick? I think it's really just a shared experience. Yeah, It's not really yeah. about what we look like or what we're yeah. wearing. Yeah. Usually it starts with some sort of a compliment. So... If you want to make new friends, just simply compliment them on something genuine that you love about them. I find that's always a good way to break the ice. Um, And then ask them, like if I say, I love your, your skin looks absolutely amazing today. Like what beauty products are you wearing? And you tell me that I say, oh, do you go to Sephora? Where do you get them? You tell me that. And we develop into this conversation. Do you watch this beauty influencer? So um, people bond over things they genuinely love. And then the conversation flows into someone inviting someone else into their life. Oh, we should do a workout together. Oh, let me get your number. Perfect. Amazing. Right. So Yeah. And, And I love that too, because I think, you know, 
with or without hot and social i think it's something you can be you can do on an everyday basis every day and i feel like you and i probably have practice that to some degree like on our own and I think sometimes it's interesting when you hear other people actually share this is the exact stuff of like asking simple questions or just like taking the initiative it's really like not rocket science you know it's not and (laughs) it's it's super scary yeah before you go to make a move and before you go to make a career move or date someone or Mm -hmm. break up with someone but the actual action is way less scary than the thought so please remember that Um, At Camp Social, I started a sleepaway camp for women in their 20s and 30s. Um, Hot and Social is for guys and girls, but Camp Social is just for women. Mm -hmm. And it's a three-day retreat in the Poconos. Mm -hmm. And tickets go live Is it always in the Poconos? Yes. Oh, okay. Very cool. Well, we'll see in the future, but right now in the Poconos. And we had 200 women. We bust them out from New York City to Pennsylvania. But girls came from like... Utah, Arizona, Arkansas, like that's insane. Crazy places. Um, and we had a rule at camp, which is why I bring this up, and it's called the 10 foot rule. Okay. So whenever someone's 10 feet away from you and Mm -hmm. you can do this in New York City, wherever they are, you have to say hi and smile to anyone within a 10 foot radius. (laughs) And that was our rule at camp. And that's how so many girls made friendships so quickly, incredible friendships in just three days. Because if someone's around you, how often are our headphones in or we're not mm-hmm. paying attention? Mm-hmm. So 10 foot rule. You know, it's funny because I think about that when I'm in the elevator. Mm-hmm. I don't always, of course, initiate a random conversation in the elevator, but I do always I'm very mindful of not being on my phone in the elevator. And if I'm not mistaken, did you meet your boyfriend in the elevator? I did. OK, I swore I saw that I'm somewhere. <laughs> I was like, OK, elevator. I'm like, wait, there's a story to this. OK, but I think about how, you know, so many people are always on their phone or if they go into the elevator, not on their phone. Within two seconds, they will take out their phone mm-hmm. to fill the void or the awkwardness, right? And I get a kick out of just, like, standing there being like, oh, my gosh, I'm not on my phone. But, like, why are people just not, like, awkwardly, like, fun staring mm-hmm. at each other, you know? Can you touch on, I guess, I was going to dive into it later, but, like, do you, like, were you guys also not on your phone? Like, how did that interaction come about <laughs> in the elevator? Because also it's such a short time frame. To yes. actually, like, be like, hi. To get a boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, you know, it's one thing if you're meeting in the lobby or, like, you know, outside. Yeah. But it's like you're in an elevator where you're going to get off on a different floor maybe, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It's <laughs> so funny. Cool, um, so I always have – I'm a spiritual person. I'm a Jewish. But mm-hmm. I also believe in – some sort of a connectivity spirit where like you're walking down the street and you bump into that one person you were just thinking of. Like there are moments in life that you can't really explain. Yeah. And it saddens me to think about how those moments are happening, but we're all on our phones. We're missing those moments that were destined for us. So Mm -hmm. I like to get off my phone as often as possible and look up. And that's how I've met some of my best friends in New York City, literally by seeing someone walking down the street and giving them a compliment. Um, So... I got in the elevator. I was bringing garbage down to my basement. (laughs) And the night before, I had written down a list of what I wanted in my next boyfriend. Mm. And I step inside with my garbage. (laughs) And I look up. And there he is. And I'm like, oh, hi. He's like, hi. I literally, I think, had my phone in my back pocket. And he probably had his in his hand. But we were staring right at each other. Got down to the bottom. And I was like, 
okay, have a great day. I don't know what you're yeah, saying yeah, to people yeah. in the elevator. Right. Hi, how's it going? Great weather. Like, small talk. Right. Um, all right, bye. The doors closed, and I just knew in my mind, I was like, I'm going to, something's going to happen. I'm going to see him again, or I hope he lives in New York. I don't know yeah. if he's a visitor, whatever. Yeah. And um, he left a note with my doorman with his number on it. Oh, really? Yes. And. I shoved it in my kitchen drawer because I was not ready at the time to meet anyone. And then uh, I also didn't know who it was that left me the note because I had met so many dads in the elevator. Oh. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know if this is a father. Like, I don't want to be a mistress. So um, I waited until like a few months later. I oh, saw wow. Him. A few months. Yeah. Okay. I saw him outside. He gave me a head nod. I gave him a head nod. I tried to look cool, but like a... <laughs> It's kind of hard for me. Um, and and we've been dating ever since. Oh, wow. So you never ended up following up from that note? like I followed up like probably a month and a half later oh. on that note and texted. Oh, I saw him okay. outside my building one other time and I was like, oh, my God, I hope this is the guy who left me the note. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so cute. I like that. What would you say to women who who recognize they run into situations like that where it's just like mm -hmm. you just happen to be in the elevator together you happen to be crossing paths at the coffee shop right yeah. and they know they like they wish they could just say hi to him or they wish they could take initiative because maybe they saw like you guys both made eyes but mm -hmm. like they know instead of waiting for him maybe just like go up and say hi like what would what would, what would you say to a girl like so me? a good question because I asked my boyfriend this and his friends this like okay. what do you wish more girls did yeah. and they always say like we wish more girls just gave a signal. Mm. Like just give him a signal. Yeah. Give him a smile. Like, be friendly. And yeah. um, say, the like, guys never get complimented. So I think yeah. a really great way to enter a guy's heart is to say, I love your shirt. Or yeah. like, did you get a haircut? Or <laughs> like, oh my God, you have great skin. Because yeah. guys rarely get compliments. Mm -hmm. And it kind of lets your guard down. I also want you to think about that quote, like all it takes is 20 seconds of of courage. Yeah. All you need is 20 seconds and you could change your life. Yeah. Oof. I really like that. I'm, I'm just letting that sink in right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think that's, um, no, it's super insightful. And, and I don't know. I think about it too. I think I have obviously a lot of female listeners mm -hmm. who share those stories of wishing these things happen to them but like as you're sharing like all of that to mm -hmm. me I'm thinking that you also put yourself in a position to take that opportunity though right correct you create yes. your luck you yes. create your life and like I've had so many career opportunities simply because I've said hi in elevators and because mm. I sent a group of guys my truffle fries at Soho Beach House wow. I became a stylist so it's yeah. like you just if you listen to it's kind of like working out yeah when you get that gut feeling that so, you should say hi to someone and mm -hmm. you can't really explain it that is something telling you you gotta say hi and the more you listen to that voice mm -hmm. the stronger it gets mm -hmm. and the more fun in life you have yeah. by just being like okay I'm gonna listen to my inner voice and I'm just gonna say hi and if yeah. they suck and they don't want to say hi to me that's their loss yes. I know how great I am yes. okay let them yes, go yes 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 Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. 
Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay, speaking on career path, because you touch a little bit on like how, you know, sending truffle fries over at Soho Beach House and then like end up being a stylist. Can you share a little bit about how you got into kind of just being in this entrepreneurial space as well as an influencer and I guess like the journey along the way and then of course like how you ended up building Han Social? Great question. Everything that has happened in my life pretty much has been accidental. Okay. And I actually was with a ton of entrepreneurs the other night um, in Miami and everyone said what they fell into was a pure accident. And that's Mm. like how the best things happen. Mm. So everything was an accident. I graduated a year early from Wisconsin. Mm. I wanted to make money. I wanted to start my life. I came here. I became a broker as a lot of people do. (laughs) Um, And I hated it. And Mm. I was miserable. And so I started posting uplifting quotes in like my outfit (laughs) under my desk as a way to just keep me happy. Mm. Um, And eventually I fell in love with building an audience under my desk. Keep in mm. mind, this was 2019, so okay. TikTok wasn't around. It yeah. was like right before the pandemic. And I realized I could do digital marketing and help other people start their online presence and their social media presence. So I, I started pitching myself as like a digital marketer, mm. um, launched a few uh, brands with Spanx and with a few jewelry brands in the city, and then... I got fired from a jewelry line that I was working at. Mm. I I left real estate. I did a few ventures with Spanx and styling. And um, when I got fired from this jewelry line, Mm -hmm. it was a small brand under $200 that they were getting rid of. I thought to myself, I have no clue what I want to do with my life. Yeah. Um, And I remember running down the West Side Highway hysterically crying towards my mom and my dog like, help me, I don't know what I'm going to do. About an hour later, I got a message from a broker. Hey, Liv, are you still doing social media for brokers? Do you have a spot left for me? I go, what? I don't do social media for brokers. Where's this guy coming from? Yeah. I go, yeah, I have one spot left. (laughs) And within two weeks, I had started my marketing agency, and um, it's called Brand Caffeine, and Mm -hmm. it's still around today. Which is kind of what you would say your biggest full-time energy taker? All three. Yeah. Equal. Um, Camp Social, Hot and Social, Brand Caffeine, and then my personal partnerships, like, all equally exhaust and excite me. Yeah. How do you create structure around your weekly schedule to put the full energy into, okay, today I'm dedicating into mm-hmm. event planning for hot and social. And then today I'm dedicating client work, you know, mm-hmm. with brand caffeine. Like how have you found the best way for you to allocate time for each of those? You know, it's really a great question because I don't have an answer. <laughs> I can't pretend to have it all figured out. Yeah, Sarah Blakely, who's the founder of Spank- Spanx, once gave me really great advice. And she yeah. said she has a day for manufacturing, a day for design, a day for, you know, meetings, etc. So I take I try to take yeah. as many meetings as I can on Wednesdays. Yeah. Um, I also just hired a full-time assistant who really helps with the administrative tasks and yeah. keeping me organized. But 
I just really like what I do. So I mm-hmm. usually work from morning until night and it is what it is. Yeah. What were the initial difficulties in either business or maybe there were similar difficulties, but um, both brand caffeine and hot and social and camp social, what were the initial difficulties for just launching and getting it off the ground? And of course, I'm sure with your expertise in marketing and social media and targeting a specific audience, I'm sure that played a role in getting hot and social more off the ground. But can you share some of that early entrepreneur days? Yeah, absolutely. I call it the FIO strategy. (laughs) Figure it out. (laughs) There's no rule book. Like I, I majored in journalism. No one taught me marketing. It was, and especially now I say to college kids, like they're teaching you out of textbooks that were published in 2000. Do you think that marketing is the same? I mean, marketing has changed in the past year. Yeah. From long form to short form, back to long form. So um, what I would say is making sure that you are organized Mm -hmm. with your database is the best advice I could give anyone. Um, I have something called the Bible. I'm Jewish. I don't know why I call it the Bible, but I have the Bible and my team has the Bible. And we have our specific contacts, where they work, their emails, last time we contacted them, and then... um, during holidays, I send handwritten postcards wow. to everyone I've worked with. Um, I just sent out like 28 of, of a batch last week um, with a stamp. You, I get the postcards at Target. They're like the uplifting postcards. Aww, wow. And I find that that is the best way to strategize and communicate in business just by showing gratitude and staying organized. Yeah. What advice would you give to a listener right now who's like, okay, I'm feeling motivated and inspired from this conversation and I want to get started on something on my own, Mm -hmm. a side hustle, something freelancing while I'm still working my full-time job, but I don't know where to begin. What's kind of your, your personal advice or approach to like, hey, here's some questions to ask yourself. Here are Mm -hmm. some things to consider. Here are some easy action steps you Mm -hmm. can take to actually get this going. Because I think I see a lot of people say they want something and they're not taking action. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it's because they struggle to even know what direction they're going in first. So they can't take action if they don't know what direction they're going in. You are so cool. (laughs) You're so cool. I love this conversation. (laughs) Um, Number one, it would be, I have three things. Number one is pay attention to what you get jealous of. And Mm. I've said this before. We think of jealousy as such a bad thing in our culture, but it's really something to be celebrated because it's just telling you, I could do that too. Or, Mm -hmm. hmm, if they could do it, Maybe that's something I'm interested in. Yeah. So make a jealousy list and yeah. be proud of it. Like yeah. what what kind of – you know that tick that I'm talking about mm-hmm. that's a little like a – I don't know. It's like a little bit of a fire inside yeah. that ignites when you see someone doing something you would be interested in. So yeah. pay attention to those things and make a list and see, you know, what's one thing that's like the others. That's yeah. one way to figure it out. Yeah. Um, Another thing I say is not everything has to be a business. Right. You can have hobbies. Yeah. Like, you know, it's something I've had to learn along the way. Yeah. Just because I love hot yoga, core power yoga school is 45 minutes, (laughs) doesn't mean I'm going to become a yoga teacher. I would love to in my next life, but it's okay not to run your own business. It is 
really glamorized and yeah. really hard. I do not have a life. Yeah. Um, so I just want everyone to know that. And the third thing is pay attention to where you're scrolling and what you're looking at when you're bored. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. that will tell you where your heart goes. And mm. I find it's really amazing doing things that you love and profiting and monetizing your passions. Yeah. How long did it take you to actually build a sustainable income with brand caffeine? And I asked yeah. just because I think it's important, as you shared, a lot of entrepreneurship is glamorized. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, though, don't know actually how long it takes from idea to getting first client to actually this is paying my rent and my eating out and like everything in my right. New York lifestyle, right? Right. That's a great question. And I, I don't have a specific answer to that. Yeah. But what I would say is it depends on the pricing of your yeah. product or mm-hmm. your service. Yeah. Um, for digital marketing, typically it's anywhere from, you know, I'd say $1,500 to $10,000 a month for a typical client. And so based on that, I had to work backwards and and look at my budget and look at, okay, how much does it cost for me to live, Mm -hmm. to eat, to sleep, to have fun? Yeah. And then you divide backwards. So you think, okay, let's say that number is, let's say the number to sustain in New York City for a month is, I don't know, let's just say it's, $15,000. Not saying that's my number, but let's say it's $15,000. So what you're going to do is, let's say you have a $30 product, you're going to divide that by 30. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to know, okay, I have to sell this many products to get to this number that I'll be happy with. Mm -hmm. Um, So so that would be my answer is it's just been intentional math. Yeah. And I would say it it took me around three months to not get to the best place, but get to a place where I was okay. Yeah. What were some of your mental obstacles in the process of, and I think too, a lot of people don't really know the reality of, like you said, it's, you don't really have a normal life, right? Yeah. Like you are kind of always working nonstop to some degree, although it's like, we both enjoy it. We, mm-hmm. we I think there's a level of you have to be so obsessed with it that makes it worthwhile. I say this, especially from a former athlete perspective, I was a figure skater. And so I think, you know, you can only do five, six hours on ice if you love the sport so much, right? And I think it's the same thing in business and entrepreneurship. I see Ryan Serhant, real estate Mm -hmm. guy, very obsessed with what he does. And that's Mm -hmm. why he can outperform a lot of people who are trying to compete in the market. Mm -hmm. And not even in a competitive sense, but just in the lens of when you come home, is this worth it? Right. And so I guess I asked like the mental obstacles, especially being a young woman in your 20s um, when you were starting out, like what were some of those mental obstacles that you realize now being on the other side that you were able to overcome that was like, OK, like this is how I would reframe it now, knowing now, knowing what I know now. Ooh, again, <laughs> amazing. I, I would say uh, a lot. I mean, every day, everyone we see on the internet is going mm-hmm. through something. So please keep that in mind. Yeah. Um, I would say delaying my personal news has mm. been the best thing I've ever done. So I went away to Miami this weekend. Yeah. And on Wednesday, I posted that I was back yeah. from Miami, even yeah. though I was back 5am on Monday. Yeah. 
delaying that. Yeah. Delaying your stories for your safety. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter who you are, how many followers you have is vital. Yeah. I never post in the moment. I don't yeah. think anyone should. I agree. And also um, having no phone time yeah. has been really amazing. I have dinner with my boyfriend. We put our phones away. Mm-hmm. Or when he comes home, even if we're just ordering Postmates, like mm-hmm. we don't really cook so it's really postmates there <laughs> um we put away our our phones so yeah that i think is important is to live in the moment and not for your pictures or your content yeah okay this this actually sparked an idea when you mentioned your boyfriend and like you guys having mindful time without your phone i saw the other day i think it was on your stories where people were just asking like maybe it's a random q a mm-hmm. and i think a lot of i saw some questions relating to almost like you know um around like when you know you know or maybe like the question of how do you know it's like he could be the potential boyfriend or how do you know like where it's gonna go right like what are your thoughts especially assuming it's you know somewhat recent that you guys your relationship evolved to what it is now like looking back on that fresh the fresh early months of dating um what would you share on that perspective that's a good one I I would say it just has to be easy yeah um easy conversation Mm -hmm. I found that looking at a lot of my my friends' breakups or my past breakups, it hasn't been easy. It feels like you need to put in a lot of effort. And mm. we're too young to have to feel yes. like <laughs> it's not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and by easy, I mean, does the conversation flow? Do you get mm-hmm. happy when you see that person? Mm-hmm. Would you feel comfortable walking around New York talking to them? Would you be excited by that mm-hmm. idea? Um, I think we put a lot of pressure on though when you know you know, mm-hmm. especially because we have a million choices. Mm-hmm. We see a million guys and girls every day on the internet. It's yeah. abnormal. Yeah. And so instead of using that terminology, I think it's just what feels calm and happy to you? Mm-hmm. What flows? And whatever flows, keep doing that. Mm-hmm. What is your advice for a girl that's like, going on she's dating right now in New York and she's unsure kind of like let's say she went on like one or two dates with a guy but she's like oh like I think it could go somewhere but I'm not sure what would you say great question (laughs) um there's a friend of mine at Manhattan Wellness she's a therapist Mm -hmm. um and she always says all it takes is one like you're gonna date hundreds or a lot of people not hundreds Mm -hmm. but maybe hundreds a lot of people but at the end of the day you're only marrying one person yeah so that's cool it just means you gotta find one the stats are pretty great so if you feel uncertain about a date I would say give it another shot maybe Mm -hmm. had an off night especially if it's a second date invite him to do something that you're wanting to try or really into yeah and if he sucks at least you got to try the thing you're really into (laughs) yeah no I think it's a good one I think um I think and I like that idea that you said too, like initiating something that you like to do Mm -hmm. as part of the date instead of always letting them lead right although I don't know what's your take on like how much a guy should lead in the beginning and vice versa I like for a guy to make the move yeah but if I want to do something with someone I have no problem saying it yeah I think we focus too much on those nitty-gritty details like mm-hmm. if you want to do something with someone invite them to do it yeah if they say no you have your mom and dad and your friends <laughs> who love you yeah. they're lost yeah no I that's that's a mindset I've always um luckily had from 
great friends from high school that mm -hmm. shared with me, you know, some one of those like it is his loss if he doesn't want to go out with you or it is his mm -hmm. loss if he ghosted you or it is his loss it is not your loss that he didn't want to xyz it's just like when maybe you want to get a new job and yeah. they don't hire you and then a better one comes along and yes. you're like oh my gosh thank god that didn't work out like, yeah any bad character is just cutting you out of their story but thank goodness for that yeah because they they're just a exiting themselves, excusing yeah. themselves out of your life. So I want to pivot a little bit and just to hear your open thoughts. I know we talked a little bit about this earlier, but um, and I want to preface like I'm certainly not going to like word things in the best way. But I think something I've always been really mindful about is especially with dialogue and conversations I have with friends and peers is to enhance understanding Mm -hmm. And to be able to have conversations where we learn and seek to understand rather than judge or assume that we know, you know, what one thinks or, you know, one is bad or good and vice versa. And something I shared with you earlier, I really loved during, you know, especially over the prior months is your openness and you being vocal on Instagram about the things that were going on and are actively going on with Israel and Palestine. And for me, it sparked a lot of curiosity because I have a lot of friends that are of Jewish background. And it's something that and all of these are interestingly are very close people to me. And so something I, I realized that, you know, while I was emotionally supportive of them and understood that, you know, as a close friend, I should be mindful of like how, um, delicate that whole thing is but something I also was like well I certainly still don't know as much about you know how they might feel especially just kind of certain attacks that were happening like I think even just on a verbal level and so can you share a little bit about you know just your thought process especially I think since it's been um, some time has passed uh, since I think a lot of like the heavy news on it and also something that you wish people were more mindful about, especially on that topic of the conflict? Oof. <laughs> yes. I would say the the only thing that bothers me is that people say it's Israel versus Palestine. Yeah. When it's really Israel and Palestine against Hamas. Mm -hmm. And if we can all yeah. just understand that, it's a terrorist group yeah. that Israel is against and mm -hmm. has to be against. And also the Palestinian people mm -hmm. are not in support of a lot of them, are not in support of, a lot of them are, mm -hmm. um, the Hamas terrorist group mm -hmm. who abducted, kidnapped, raped, beheaded, murdered, mm -hmm. um, hundreds of innocent civilians mm -hmm. and are still currently holding them hostage. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's been really hard. Mm -hmm. What is something that you wish others, I think I speak about this for myself, you know, not being Jewish, but having very close relations with a lot of people that are, I see that there are certain things that I can only empathize so much for mm -hmm. because I don't understand what it's like to be, you know, judged and, and 
many worse things just for being Jewish, mm -hmm. right? And it's something that I think because I have so many close friends with that background, I became extra mindful of wanting to maybe push that conversation a little bit forward for those who are like me, who are not Jewish, uh, and maybe they don't have as many friends that are Jewish. Mm -hmm. And so maybe they're less emotionally tied than I am, right? Mm -hmm. um, what is something that you wish people could be maybe more just aware of or maybe curious about when it comes to, um, you know, that background and, and things that there's a lot of misunderstandings and that are happening with, you know, wrong information being spread online and just like a lot of judgmental things and, mm -hmm. you know, generalizing like, oh, people like this are X, Y, Z and people from here, X, Y, Z, which we all know is not the case. Thank you for being an ally. I really appreciate it. And I, I really appreciate you giving me this platform to talk about it. Mm -hmm. um, I would say it's turned into, like you said, the oppressed versus the oppressors yeah. in a very weird way. Mm -hmm. um, lest we not forget what happened on October 7th, there was a ceasefire on October 6th until yeah. Hamas terrorists invaded and kidnapped and murdered innocent Israeli citizens. Mm -hmm. So... Um, I don't know where this oppressed versus oppressor, uh, social media narrative came from, but what mm -hmm. I can tell you is I like to look at the news to make me feel better. The news that reports actual statistics and 70% of American voters are in favor of Israel. So mm. what you see on social media is just something that TikTok is promoting mm -hmm. as um, not even pro-Palestinian, but anti-Israel, anti-Jewish propaganda. Yeah. So um, I've had a lot of conversations with Palestinians and, and people who are um, hashtag free Palestine right. who say really hurtful things like from the river to the sea, which yeah. we all know that means let's yeah. eradicate the Jews. Um, and I've had lovely conversations with them because I think a lot of people are being fed this narrative about Jewish people who you know, they think control the media and the world and money. Guys, yeah. I hate to tell you, but I've worked really hard for everything I have. I haven't yeah. been handed anything because I'm Jewish. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> it's like crazy. I just laugh because it's crazy that there's people that actually are like, you know, they're yeah. running on the Internet and writing these things. Right. And yeah. not saying these things and believing it. I also think it's really weird in the U.S. how there's this picture of like a, a white girl and that's your your Jewish person like no like there are black Jews there are yeah. Asian Jews there yeah. are Jews of every shape size and color mm -hmm. so this whole like you know yeah white man old man rich man narrative that yeah. you're trying to make fit the Jews yeah does not fit yeah yeah and and that's the thing too right it's like I have a lot of friends that are from all over the world and like some of which are like I have a lot of friends from Eastern Europe and a lot of them are like Russian and or Ukrainian or they are Russian Ukrainian and Russian Ukrainian Jew. Yeah. You know, so, you know, there's a lot of that and it's kind of fascinating that like there's a lot of unawareness of some people before the Russian Ukraine war didn't know the difference between Russia and Ukraine, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think there's an element of, and, and I think this is one of those things where I never was very explicit on my podcast about talking about these more informative topics. But I think it was one of those things when I was thinking about our conversation, I was like, I would love to be able to chat about this because A, I don't get the opportunity to have open dialogue about this that much, but B, 
seeing how behind the scenes I'm having this with my boyfriend and my friends and people that are interested mm -hmm. in actually understanding whether we are fully correct or un not correct or whatever. It's just learning to understand is like that key piece to actually progressing forward. And I think at the end of the day, being able to love one another as like cheesy as that sounds, right? Yes. I'm not saying, oh, go love your neighbor. But I'm actually <laughs> saying, though, when you do actually step outside of your ego and being like, no, I know this shit. It's like, wait, maybe I don't know something. So let me pause, put it mm -hmm. aside and actually hear what he or she has to say mm -hmm. and then make my own conclusions separate from that. You know, you're so cool. And it's because of people like you that your Jewish friends are able to be here today. It's yeah. because of our allies who are not Jewish. And mm -hmm. so to any non-Jewish person listening to this, I'm so grateful for you. And I have the utmost respect and appreciation for you just even wanting to talk about it because, yeah. you know, my family was in the Holocaust. Most of them didn't yeah. make it out. And the ones who did made it out because of a lot of non-Jews who mm. stepped in to help to believe that they weren't the rats of society, to believe that they weren't the manipulators of the world. Right. You know, people who just see Jewish people as humans mm -hmm. for for all we are, I think, are the reason that we're so lucky to be here. Yeah. Um, and I also have to say, too, to be Jewish and to be a Zionist doesn't mean to be anti-Palestine yes. or not recognize you know, the hurt and the, the violence that's happening mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. um, I fully am aware and, and fully empathize and, and see the people mm -hmm. um, on on all land yeah. who are going through this horrible war. Yeah. And so my heart goes out to also anyone who is in Palestine right now, who's, who's my age, your age, mm -hmm. we're just like them. And yeah. They're caught in this awful war and it's terrible. Yeah. So yeah. I just hope everyone, um, I hope I hope we can just get through this together. Yeah, I, I agree. And and it doesn't help that, you know, the Russian-Ukraine war is still ongoing. Right. right. What about what's going on in Congo? What yes. about, like, there's so much yeah. going on. Yeah. And I just feel really fortunate every day that I'm able to wake up and, and same for my family in Israel. Yeah. How have you, and I think this is in, in more general terms too, how do you manage hate comments or very unkind <sighs> words? Being, I'm trying to very much yeah. not use anything yeah. triggering, but you know, unkind words being shared to you through your comments, through your mm -hmm. DMs. I know you had briefly shared about it on your stories publicly about like, you know, it coming through your DMs and like how nasty people can be. And I love that you push forward still. And I think it is such a parallel to how we deal with negativity in an everyday life stance. And so, you know, whether it's like women dealing with gossip from mm -hmm. other women or, you know, being a content creator with a level amount of followers where you get hate for saying one wrong thing, mm -hmm. right? Or one thing that was mis you know yeah. misconstrued. How do you how have you kind of like processed that over this time? You know, there's a popular New York Reddit page oh, wow. that hates on influencers. They'll probably like that I brought this up. <laughs> um, shout out to you guys. <laughs> and I'm often, uh, my best friend sends me some screenshots whenever I'm mentioned. Thanks. Um, and I, I'm often um, construed there as like some 
girl who never had to work a day in her life, which couldn't be less than true. Um, And, you know, they they say terrible things about so many people. But the difference between any haters and people is, and and people doing things are the people doing things. Mm. Um, There's this quote, and it's called The Man in the Arena. Mm. And it's really helped me through a lot. It basically talks about how, you know, the crowd can jest and cheer and boo and hate on anyone in the arena. But at least the man is in the arena. Mm. And he's the one fighting and he's the one in the circle and he's the one just going for it. So to anyone who's hating, they're able to hate. I yeah. put myself out there. Yeah, It's my choice. I understand yeah. there's going to be feedback, right. negative and positive. Mm. I let it all wash down the same drain mm-hmm. and I just mm-hmm. stay regulated. So yeah. that's it. I love that. I love that. And, you know, I, I think like you said, right, um, at least he's in the arena, you know, and it's a lot easier to criticize and send the comments behind a screen, yeah. especially if you're doing it from a burner account even, right? Yeah, all of these <laughs> all these hater accounts are like, I love my cat. <laughs> One, two, three. Like, you just, you just tell me your name. Like, yeah. I'll have you over. I literally yeah. host events in New York City for strangers yeah. to become friends. Yeah. And you're hating on me? Yeah. Like, dude, just yeah. come to my party. I'm sure we would hit it off. Yeah. It's crazy how I think if people really met one another in person and yeah. just ha- had an open conversation like yeah. this, all the walls would be down. You can't right. attack the same way you do online, you know? No. Yeah. And and if you do or if you, if something's bothering you, absolutely, I'm all ears. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I'd love to do it with you over hot yoga and mm-hmm. some coffee. <laughs> All right. Well, last few questions. Um, so this is from the What Fulfills You card game. I have one for you over there as well. But this card game is um, it's a personal growth focused card game, obviously part of the podcast merch. Um, and it's intended for more meaningful conversations uh, to help guide people through personal growth and, you know, in career relationships, everything. So I'm just oh, going to so pick excited. from the top. We have to have this at Camp Social. That would be so. Fun. Oh, we're launching hot and girl dinner. I haven't even shared it. <laughs> Exclusive. And Hot and Girl Dinner is going to be once a month on, on Thursday in our own private chef, private event space. So fun. Um, we need these cards yeah, at dinner. Yeah, we collab on something. Let's collab. Yeah. Done. Okay, I love that. Um, okay, let's see what this first question. How would you describe your perfect day with no limitations? Oh, that's pretty easy. I would go um, – Actually, my grandpa doesn't like to fly anymore. He's 87. So I would go, I would pick him up, and we would fly because there are no limitations to a beach somewhere. And we'd go on a boat ride, and we would hang out with all my best friends and family and anyone from my community who wants to come Mm because I love them too. And uh, probably work out a little and eat really great fruit and chocolate. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite thing to eat. <laughs> and then and then like sing a song or have a campfire. That's it. I love that. That's so wholesome. I'd be so excited to share that. Yeah. Is your grandpa in the city? Or He's in, in Connecticut. Connecticut. Okay. So not yeah. too far. Um, what does a meaningful and fulfilling life look like to you? Inner happiness. Period. Mm. How have you cultivated like inner like imagine a time when you weren't that happy or fulfilled and mm-hmm. you were like stuck you know last week 
like what i mean like maybe from like a holistic view you know i know what you're saying i mean like all of us right but like you know from 21 year old emily to 26 year old emily is like a different version yes much more grounded less Mm -hmm. insecure that whole thing you know um what was that shift to getting to that internal happiness a lot of tears Mm-hmm. A lot of journaling. I um, have a post-it note calendar. If you follow me on Instagram, you know what this is. Mm-hmm. I put up a post-it note for every single day of the upcoming month. And then I reach out to the people I love to plan. Mm. Um, I have like a bucket list for February. I could probably read it to you. It's on my phone somewhere. But I want to do aerial silks. I want to go oh, to wow. Dive. I want to do a collage class and salsa dancing. And then I pick the days I want to do it, the people I want to do it with, invite yes. them. And that's how you cultivate and take control of your life mm-hmm. and also plan like all my workouts in advance. I'm a Virgo. Yeah. I couldn't tell. Yeah. Um, and I think that's how you curate inner happiness mm. is by treating yourself like you're a kindergartner yeah. and going out and doing it for you because no one else will. Could not agree more with that one. Um, okay. Last question from the card game. If you had to pick one, what is the most important value you would teach your children? Honesty, kindness, or courage? Oh, well, you can't have any of them without kindness. You need kindness as a foundation. I am all for courage and honesty. But if you're a jerk and honest, or if you're a jerk and courageous, I don't really think that's a fulfilling life. So I would say kindness. And and kindness actively. Like, mm. that's my favorite thing about living in New York City. Like, mm-hmm. actively I get to say to my doorman, like, you look great today. You get a haircut. What's Aww. up? Because it makes you feel really good too. Yes. Um. So I would say kindness. I love that. Last question I ask every guest on this show. I don't want this to end. <laughs> this was, I love this. We I gotta... had so much fun with you. Let's <laughs> do this again. Um, something I ask every guest on the show, but in reflecting on your life and your journey, what would you say ultimately fulfills you in life? Um, I would say souls. Like I, I feel like there are old souls and new souls and I feel like an old soul and I feel like it's my purpose in life to connect people. Mm-hmm. And once you find that purpose... There's no looking back. So mm-hmm. I just really want to use any platform that I'll ever have, not to link my shoes or my sweater, but to connect people. Yeah. Um, and I feel really grateful that I've had mm. this opportunity to be able to do that. And I think if you ever have a chance to connect one person to another who you think would like each other or one person to another Mm -hmm. for potential business partnership like being a connector um is is all we can do because at the end of the day none of this matters Mm -hmm. all we have are our relationships um so that's what I would say fulfills me oh I love that um my previous guest said the same thing but I have to say for like the millionth time on this podcast, that's my exact answer as well. Really? I thought it's, it was unique. <laughs> no, but I think the thing is though, <laughs> no, but I think though when people really think about it, it always comes down to people and connection of some sort, mm-hmm. you know? Really? Yeah. I, I think if, if, if someone's like, it's my job, right? But it's like, 
why do I like my job? Right. And maybe it's like because it impacts a certain group of people. Right. Right. So it's like the reason, the root why of why we enjoy the things that we do. And I think pandemic was a kind of shot that up, you know, being alone in your apartment Mm -hmm. without being able to connect to people. You still want to go on Zoom Mm -hmm. or FaceTime people. Right. Because connecting with one another, I think that's why we are here. We're humans. Amen to that. Do you (laughs) think if we hadn't had COVID that we wouldn't see how special it is to connect? I think we would still see it because I think one way or another, we we will crash and burn without realizing it, like mm-hmm. the, the why in life, right? You know, your grandpa, you know, my family, my partner, all of that um, is like is like the why behind why we love what we do and the people we want to spend time with. Right. So I think at some point it's our own personal wake up call. Amen to that. (laughs) This is the best. This is so great. Thank you, Liv, for coming on. Um, Where can everyone find you? Your Instagram, Hot and Social, Cam Social. Share it all so Mm -hmm. we can link it in the show notes. Absolutely. I'm Liv Schreiber, (laughs) L-I-V-S-E-H-R-E-I-B-E-R. And Hot and Social is at Hot and Social. We have monthly meetups in New York and we're expanding. So stay tuned on there for meeting new friends. And then at Camp Social is our sleepaway camp August 23rd to the 25th just for women and it is the best thing ever I'm so excited love it thank you so much thank you for having me this was so awesome I rarely feel like I want to go back and post a podcast episode because sometimes it you don't get deep yeah and I feel like we got really deep so (laughs) thank you thank Thank you you. so much you're amazing at what you do I can't wait to continue to listen And that was all for today's episode with Liv Schreiber, founder of Hot and Social, Camp Social, and Brand Caffeine. If you guys enjoyed this conversation, please be sure to share this with a friend, share this on your Instagram story. And if you do, please be sure to tag both of us on Instagram at whatfulfillsyou and at Liv Schreiber. If you are curious to learn more about Hot and social and everything that Liv is up to, all of her social media will be linked in the show notes. And lastly, if you are interested in grabbing the card game that we played at the end of the episode, you can find all of that at whatfulfillsyou.com. And for podcast listeners, you can get 10% off with the code whatfulfillsyou10 at checkout. Thanks again for tuning in. I would chat with you all in the next episode. Bye.